I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, Episode 90. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This week's song, Good, Good Father by Chris Tomlin, is really one of my new favorite songs because it talks about one of my most precious relationships, and that is my good, good father. And I can't even prepare my notes without tearing up when I think about who God is to me. My struggle all week when I've been praying and considering what God would have me say is that I will somehow not be able to do justice the depth of love in my heart for my Heavenly Father. And in my struggle to put everything into words, I stumbled across an exercise that I can't wait to share with you. In fact, I'm calling it Minute to Win It, Contemplating Who God Is to Me, and I put together a free worksheet to walk you through the process. This is one of my favorite free resources I have ever put together for you, and you can get it emailed directly to you by visiting michellekneesat.com forward slash 90 download, the number 90 download. And I'll walk you through the process later in this episode, but I wanted to introduce how to get that resource right at the top. So every time, and and, and as I ask you to do this uh, process or this project or this exercise, just remember that every time I ask you to do something that is outside of your comfort zone or something that you just don't want to invest the time in or something that you've never tried before, I want you to consider this. If you want results other than what you've been getting in your current walk with Christ, then it might be time to try something that you've never tried before. Okay, so just consider that. But let me back up a little bit to the song. And uh, God is so big and my love for him is so deep that I was really having a hard time to put it to words in this podcast. And the song really keeps it simple, which I love. So it's a good place to start. And then I'll unpack a little bit further after. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. So I asked myself, what makes God a good, good father to me? Well, for me, he's the only father I've ever known. Uh, I just, just to tell a little bit about my story, my mom was not married when she got pregnant with me. And in fact, she actually considered aborting me. But my father, my heavenly father, went before me and saved my life. And after she decided to keep me, the doctor asked if she wanted to hear my heartbeat. 
and my father protected me because before he knit me together in my mother's womb, he knew me and he loved me. My mom called my grandparents uh, for support. They quickly encouraged her to move from Texas to Idaho so that they could do just that, so that they could support her. And you see, in their past, they told her that if she ever got into trouble, that she just needed to take care of it. But then they met Jesus. (laughs) And then they too loved me from the moment they heard about me. So my father who knit me together uh, knew me and loved me. My mom loved me and my grandparents loved me even before I was born. And it was my grandparents actually who taught me to love Jesus and have a relationship with my heavenly father. And I honestly don't ever remember a time when I didn't love Jesus. Uh, my My grandmother reports that I wanted to know early on, I think as young as three, how I could be sure that I was going to be with Jesus forever and ever. And she reluctantly led me to accept Christ even at the age of three. And I say reluctantly because she was just sure that I was too young to understand. But then she wasn't so sure that I was too young to understand. And so, of course, she um, told me all about how to accept Jesus as my Savior and to ensure my salvation forever and ever. And then throughout the years, I took steps to own my own faith uh, and and deeper and deeper still, even as I got older. When I was seven, I chose to proclaim my faith to others in obedience through water baptism. And then when I was in my school years, I deepened my faith through involvement in church and youth group and Bible study and even some Bible memorization that I've talked about on previous episodes. But my heavenly father was always there. You see, when my grandparents taught me from the beginning that the Bible was true, I believed it. And every time I read something about my heavenly father, I believed it. Every time I read something about my heavenly father, I believe it. Some may ask, don't you want to know who your earthly father is? And to be honest, I really don't (laughs) because this is just my view. Uh, My heavenly father is perfect and I've seen your earthly fathers. Uh, Sure, there, there are a few good ones. I'll give you that. But there are ones who are so damaging (laughs) to, um, to the hearts of their children that I think I'll stick with my heavenly father, if that's okay. Look, I never had to overcome the actions and attitudes of an earthly father in my mind to accept my heavenly father for who he says he is. And I very much consider myself protected in that way. So I know that I'm not like most. I know that there are some of you who just can't get over the pain that your earthly father has caused you. So you can't feel warm and fuzzy inside about any kind of father, even your heavenly father. And so when I sat down to come up with words to introduce you to my father, this father that I've known my whole life, it was so hard. And it's it's kind of like something that you know but can't put into words. Almost like when someone asks you to define a word that you know the meaning of and you've used it properly, but you just can't quite put it into words. And so, but I tell you what, putting it into words is really powerful. And I know this because of the exercise that I went through this week in preparation for the podcast. And this is the exercise that I want to lead you through. So here's what I did. I set a timer on my phone for one minute, and then I typed out every description of my father that I could think of. 
because I wanted to answer the question, what makes him my good, good father? And here's what I came up with. And 60 seconds goes by really fast, by the way. So I, um, again, I did this myself and this was my list. Faithful, kind, loving, mighty, savior, friend, patient, caring, available, persistent, guide, and giving. So when you do this, maybe your list is longer or maybe it's shorter and maybe even much shorter. And I know many of my listeners are new in their walk with Christ. And so some of you may not know a whole long list of characteristics of God yet. And it's okay because if that's the case, then how exciting that almost every time you open the Bible and read it for yourself that you will learn something new about your good, good father. So, and if you've walked with him a long time and you couldn't think of very many characteristics, that's okay too. It just means that you need to train yourself to consider him more. And so the next step is really important too in this exercise. Uh, The next step is that I took my list of words that describe my good, good father, and then I wrote out what it means to me. So that's what you'll do. You'll take your list that only took 60 seconds to write, and then you'll write out to the side what that word means to you. And so here's how I did it. Faithful. He's never left my side. He's always been there. Um, Kind. He is not harsh with me is what I put for kind. Loving. His love is unconditional, and I don't have to prove myself. Um. There's stories behind why that's so important to me. And I'm sure there's stories behind why the words that you've chosen are really important to you. Uh, Mighty. He has the strength to defend me. Savior. My future is secure because of his sacrifice. Friend. He is not just over me as an authority, but he wants to walk with me side by side and have a relationship of mutual participation. And then when I put patient, I'm so impatient as a person, but he is patient. So even when I do the opposite of what he would want, he bears with me as I learn to obey him the first time, every time with a happy heart. And then caring, he is mindful of what makes me feel loved and he offers that. Um, Available, I know that I have his undivided attention and I never have to wonder if he is too busy for me. That's what I put for available. And then beside persistent, he wants my best and will continue pursuing my good and the good of others even when I resist. And then guide. He has a plan and is willing to communicate it to me, sometimes not in the detail that I would like, but still. And he never leaves me alone without direction. And then giving is my final one. He withholds no good thing from me. Now, here's the bonus round. Um. Do this exercise with a friend. You know, share your responses and then ask them to review your answer. So I did this with my girlfriends this week, two of my best friends that we get a little geeked out on um, God's word. And so I emailed them and they did this process. And what was really neat is some of our words were the same. 
And then some I went, oh, that's a good one. I wish I would have put that on my list. And and then some I just thought, huh, I wonder what that means to her deep down inside. I was sharing um, just today with some friends about this idea of him being available. And I think that probably does come from the fact that I did not have an earthly father that was available to me, but my heavenly father always was. No matter when I need him, I could call on him and how important that characteristic is to me. So a lot of times the the characteristics that you're going to list out are going to be the ones that are super important to you and probably for some very real, very painful reasons. But when I shared it with my friends, um, I got to see where we were like and where we we aren't. And then also I want you to share your answers, like your your description with your friends for this reason. Is your thinking sound? You see, we can be sincere in our beliefs about God and still be sincerely wrong. So I want you to walk with others and then as iron sharpen irons, so, uh, iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. That comes from Proverbs. And you know that as you sharpen a knife, that small bits and pieces are whittled away to create that sharp and useful edge. So I want you to compare your notes, especially with um, maybe a friend or a godly friend that has maybe a little bit more knowledge about scripture than you do. So that, or at least um, that would know enough to be able to say, yes, that's exactly right. That aligns with scripture. Or, I mean, it's nice that you're thinking that, but that's not exactly how scripture describes him. Do you understand what I'm saying? So look, I have not forgotten the purpose of this podcast, and that is to inspire you to open up God's word for yourself. And so there's a bridge in the song that teaches us an important truth and is going to lead us to our scripture, um, our our key section of scripture that we're going to talk about for the rest of the podcast today. Let's listen. This truth that God is perfect in all of his ways leads us straight to God's word and to a psalm that if you felt your list of words um, describing your good, good father was a little sparse, well, you're going to get quite a few more to ponder in this psalm. So the song uh, this week. And that phrase that we you're perfect in all of your ways led me to Psalm chap, uh, chapter 18, verse 30. And here's what it says. God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. Consider this with me for a moment. God's way is perfect. It is our job to determine his way and to follow it. And sometimes God God's way is actually clearer than others. Sometimes there are steps that are very clear, however, that we are unwilling to follow. It's it's like that old adage that says simple but not easy. You know paths like where it says love like Jesus loved. Now it's not that we don't fully understand how Jesus loved, although I don't think we can ever reach the depth of it. But it's that even the part I do understand, I'm not willing to do. You know, am I willing to serve in love and humility? Am I willing to serve in that capacity people that have who have betrayed me? That's how Jesus loved. You know, uh, 
And so, again, I'm getting a little bit off here, but God's way is perfect, and I just need to follow it and see what happens. So all the Lord's promises prove true, this verse says. That's a good father, isn't it? He keeps his word. He is trustworthy. He is going to show up when he says he's going to show up, and he will never leave us. And his word is true. His promises are true. And then the verse goes on to say he's a shield for all who look to him for protection. I told you he was amazing because I know some of you out there had earthly fathers who should have protected you, but didn't. Well, guess what? Your good, good heavenly father is your shield. He will protect you. He's protected me even from the very moment of my conception. So that's just that one verse, and that's going to be our memory verse. And if you want to access that memory verse, you can see the show notes at michellekneesat.com forward slash 90. Every week I have show notes where I um, recap the episode, um, give you a link to the song if you've never heard it before on YouTube. Um, Generally, if there's a story behind the song, I'll link to that. The lyrics, all of that's always included every week in the show notes, so you can go there. But the next logical step for us is to read all of Psalm 18. Now, the version I'm reading tells me that David wrote this song on the day that the Lord rescued him from all of his enemies and from the hands of Saul. So that gives us that historical context that's very interesting when you're reading a song just to really see what context it was written in originally. So I went to BibleHub.com. It's one of my favorite free online resources. And then I I just looked at the first verse and I looked over to the right to see the cross reference and found that this song is actually recorded again in 2 Samuel 22. So if you really wanted to get the context of what was going on and really get into the mindset of David when he wrote the song, you could read a few chapters in 2 Samuel uh, leading up to 2 Samuel 22 where um, the song is listed out there. Again, it's kind of interesting. If you look at it, it's almost word for word in 2 Samuel 22 as it is here in Psalm 18. But for for today, I really want to read it because it contains our memory verse and because of how it starts out. So here's how it starts out. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. It starts out, I love you, Lord. That's how David starts, and it's just an intimate beginning, you know, these feelings of love for his Yahweh, for his Lord. And then here comes some more descriptions for your list. So if you were one of those new believers, or maybe one that just couldn't think of anything, here's some that you can have in your arsenal to put down when you do your um, 60 second or your minute to win it exercise. But he lists these out strength, rock, fortress, savior, shield, power, place of safety and worthy of praise. That's a good, good father, right? I mean, if you're David, what does it mean that God is strength? I can't help but think of all the strength that I need to walk my current path. And you know what's great? I don't need strength because God himself is my strength. 
And what about rock? I mean, I think of the Rocky Mountains that I grew up near, strong and immovable. And then fortress. As recently as episode 87, we talked about God being a fortress. He's my very large, very strong, very thick place of refuge from the attacks of war. That's God. And in Psalm 80, I mean, uh, episode 87, we talked about that. So why should I tremble? Because God is my fortress. And then Savior. Hey, look, David and I both had Savior on our list, and he is the one who saves us, and he offers us an eternal salvation. Shield, we've already talked about this, but I really, really like it. It's in our memory verse again, but again, a shield used to protect, but it can also be used offensively in battle too. And and I can just picture the fiery darts of the enemy just ricocheting off of God, my shield. And then power. So powerful is God that with a word, he created the entire world. You know, death, nothing to him. That's how powerful he is. That's the kind of power he has. And then place of safety. My husband and I used to create financial plans together. And one of the conversations we had with every person or couple that we would start out um, developing their financial plan is we would ask, what's important about money to you? And about 90% of the ladies that we asked responded with security or some form of the word of security. So this description really resonates with me. Uh, This idea that God is our place of safety. What's important about God to you? He is your place of safety. And then all of this culminates in this statement. He's worthy of praise. All of that. If all of that is true which it is, he is definitely, definitely worthy of praise. And then the song goes on to describe how God rescued David. And then we jump down to verse 19 and it says, He led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. You know, why did he lead me to a place of safety? He is my place of safety and he leads me to a place of safety. But why did he rescue me? Because I am loved. He delights in me. My heavenly father delights in me. So what's next? We'll read Psalm 18 this week and complete the Minute to Win It Challenge. Um, You can do this exercise without downloading the free worksheet, but it's free and walks you right through it. So why not? Again, you can access that free worksheet at michellekneezat.com forward slash 90 download. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me directly, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Facebook. I'm there and we can talk about what you're learning. Before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Angela from Wisconsin, Sherry from Illinois, Julie from Pennsylvania, Marla from Texas, Missy from Florida, Donna from West Virginia, Sherry from West Virginia, and Holly from Illinois. They are my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. Welcome. 
And the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week. And in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, or you can print it out and place it wherever is convenient for you. You'll also get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the resources I create for my episodes. So all of my subscribers will get instant access to that worksheet that I talked about today, Minute to Win It. And it's just my way to say thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher Radio for those of you who have Android phones. And while you're there, please leave me a written review and a star rating. This not only encourages me, but it helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Raven Mist, who says, I really like how Michelle puts out the meaning behind the songs. And Raven Mist also says, I don't know enough of the Bible yet to put all of the songs I hear and enjoy to the Bible. And it makes the songs that on the surface don't seem like they fit in make sense. Raven Mist, you are my inspiration. Just keep listening. And most of all, keep reading the Bible for yourself. It will change your life. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use Deliverer by Matt Mayer to jump into scripture. And if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 90. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.